Welcome to On Assignment by God, your daily devotional blogcast. From encouragement to instructions and everything in between, listen in on my conversation with God every morning. It's part devotional, part instructional, but mainly a whole lot of coffee, comedy, and conversations with God. You are a part of a community. On Assignment by God. Start the conversation. Let's go. Good morning. Good morning and welcome to another episode of On Assignment by God, the daily blogcast. What's up, y'all? This is your girl, Fun Strong, new last name. And this morning's episode, uh, you might want to tighten up your tennis shoes. Uh, you might want to hold on to your seat. Uh it might be a little bit of cringing going on, but um, let's just go with it, okay? Because I think this is a very, very, very important episode. And I just pray right now that, Holy Spirit, you would guide me to deliver our conversation to the people this morning. Amen. Amen. All right. So, um... Have you ever modified God's instructions? You know what I'm talking about. You you sort of obeyed what he said for you to do. You kind of you kind of did what he said. Or you did what he said for the most part. Or maybe you did it but you put your little spin on it because you thought this going to be even better than what he said do. Like, oh, this a this even better. Like, I know God told me to do this, but I'm going to level up and do this and that. Well, this morning, Holy Spirit, very early, decided to show me Saul's disobedience in 1 Samuel. And I, I found myself repenting during most of our conversation this morning. Because it was really more like a conversational show and tell. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what the conversation was. The Lord wanted me to see what he said in First Samuel. So that was the conversation, what he said in First Samuel. So the Lord, let me give y'all a little story about in First Samuel. Okay, so King uh, Saul is king, right? And the Lord had told Saul to go and destroy the Amalekites. And he said, destroy everything related to them because of what they had done to God's people. They had seen, you know, like he was like, they some bad people. I want you to go and destroy everything with them. Okay. Just completely destroy the Amalekites. So Saul was like, got you. I got you. King Saul about to go do this. Y'all know I'm paraphrasing, but this is how the story went in my head. So Saul was like, cool, cool. Let me get all the troops together. Hey, y'all, this the mission. Okay, we going to get rid of the Amalekites. And there's some people that live near them. We're not going to get rid of them because God didn't tell us, you know, to get rid of them. The, the, let me see what their names are. Hold on, y'all. Because I want to make sure I tell the story right. Uh, The Kenites. I think it was the Kenites. Yeah, the Kenites. They were some nomadic people living near the Amalekites. 
let me just say thank you holy spirit let me just say this parenthetically so if you living near who god destroys ain't nothing gonna happen to you mm, that that oh thank you holy spirit that i, I didn't even have that in the blog y'all i just i just looked at that because saul told the kenites hey y'all going on because we about to destroy the amalekites but the kenites ain't had nothing to do with it the kenites were the people of moses's father-in-law jethro so saul told them to go on head on like y'all hey y'all pick up your stuff and go ahead go on that way okay go on that way so the lord told saul to destroy the amalekites saul was like okay but Saul destroyed most of them. Mm-hmm. When you read the story, he actually kept their king alive. I was like, now when I read it, let me just pause telling the story. When I read it, I was like, really, Saul? I mean, if, if you're going to kill anybody, it's going to be the king. If the Lord tell you to go get rid of a group of people, first person you're going to kill is their leader. But Saul kept the king alive. I'm like, what? Why would you do that, Saul? I don't, I don't know. And then Saul's troops kept some of the best animals from the plunder. You know, plunder is what's left over after you done killed everybody. You know, all the gold, silver, and all the, the plunder. You know, that's what it's called. But see, the Lord had given Saul instructions to go and completely destroy the sinful Amalekites. He said completely destroyed. Matter of fact, in 1 Samuel 15, 18, the Lord specifically said, fight against them until you have annihilated them. So, um, Saul, uh, let me holler at you. Annihilation means everything did. Everything. All the cows, the sheep, the chickens, the turtles, the frogs. The, the cockroaches, the flies, everything connected to the Amalekites should have been destroyed. So if the king of the Amalekites is still alive and you got some of the animals, you, you, you didn't quite obey the Lord exactly, did you, Saul? So, y'all, that's when the Lord showed me this morning. And I was like, whoa. That was the quick version. I want you to head over to 1 Samuel uh, chapter 15, 15, 16. Read it for yourself, okay? 15 for sure. But the verses that really stood out for me in chapter 15 were the conversation between Samuel and Saul. Because the Lord had told Samuel, hey, go, go, go talk to Saul because clearly... He didn't do what I told him to do. He did not carry out my instructions. So he had to go and holler at Saul, you know, because Saul had just, you know, didn't, didn't, didn't follow the instructions exactly. He, you know, he kind of obeyed. He sort of obeyed. You know, he did it a little bit. He put his spin on it a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But he didn't do exactly what God said do so check out verses 15 I mean uh first Samuel 15 verses 22 through 24 but Samuel answered because Saul okay let me read verse 20 let me let me go back so let me, let me just go back a little bit further uh <laughs> 
Let's go back up. Let me go back up. Y'all go get some Bible today. Early this verse 12, early in the morning, Samuel got up to confront Saul, but it was reported to Samuel. Saul had gone to Carmel where he set up a monument for himself. What? Saul, I cannot believe you set up a monument for yourself. <laughs> what? You just, you self-glorification? You had the nerve. Anyway, y'all, don't glorify yourself. Look at Paul. I mean, look, not Paul. <laughs> look at Saul. Definitely not Paul. This is King Saul, okay? Saul went to Carmel where he set up a monument for himself. Then he turned around and went down to Gilgal. When Samuel came to him, Saul said, may the Lord bless you. I have carried out the Lord's instructions. Saul was like, look, I did what the Lord said. He was all like, look, I did what the Lord said. I even made a monument for myself. Hey, hey, look at me. Look at me. I did what the Lord said. Samuel replied, then what is this sound of sheep, goats, and cattle out here? What's that? What's that noise in the background? If you did what the Lord said, why do I hear sheep, goats, and cattle? Bad, bad. What kind of sound does the goat make? I don't know. But, you know, I was, trying to, I was about to try to be funny. Be like, why I see all these kids running around? That, you know, a baby goat is a kid or a bunch of goats is a kid. I don't know. But anyway, y'all. Samuel replied, then what is this sound of sheep, goats, and cattle out here? So I answered, well, the troops brought them from the Amalekites and spared the best sheep, goats, and cattle in order to offer a sacrifice to the Lord, your God. But the rest we destroyed. Like we, we did what the Lord said, but I mean, we kept some of the sheep and goats and stuff. Cause they was like top notch sheep and goats, you know, like we was like, why destroy them? You know, why, why should we destroy them? They them some top notch sheep, them some top notch goats. This cattle, this is some great cattle. This is some steak cattle right here. This this is woo. Samuel hollered at him. He said, stop. Stop, exclaimed Samuel. Let me tell you what the Lord said to me last night. Saul said, tell me. Samuel continued, although you once considered yourself unimportant, have you not become the leader of the tribes of Israel? The Lord anointed you king over Israel and then you and then sent you on a mission and said, go and completely destroy the sinful Amalekites. Fight against them until you have annihilated them. So why didn't you obey the Lord? Why did you rush on the plunder and do what was evil in the Lord's sight? Saul answered, but I did obey the Lord. But I did obey the Lord. I went on the mission the Lord gave me. I brought back King Agag of the Amalekites and I completely destroyed the Amalekites. The troops, look how he's trying to blame the troops. The troops took sheep, goats, and cattle from the plunder, the best of what was set apart for destruction, to sacrifice to the Lord your God at Gilgal. Then Samuel said, I can imagine Samuel had to take a breath at that point. And he probably was rolling his eyes. Then Samuel said, does the Lord take pleasure in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? Look, to obey is better than sacrifice. To pay attention is better than the fat of rams. 
For rebellion is like the sin of divination and defiance is like wickedness and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned. I didn't obey. I didn't obey the Lord's commands and your words, your instructions. I was af- So what had happened was I was afraid of the people and I did what they said. I listened. I listened to their voice. I obeyed them. <sighs> Y'all then skip over to verse 35. And Samuel never saw Saul again the rest of his life until the day of his death. But he was sad. Like Samuel was like, man, golly, Saul, golly, for all my northerners and all of my people that are out of the country listening to me right now. Golly means, oh, man, Saul, goodness gracious, Saul, man, God, why did you have to? Samuel was basically sad. He was mourning. He was grieving for Saul. And the Lord was very sorry. The Lord regretted he had made Saul king over Israel. Who y'all, like I said, when I read this story, because the Lord took me to this story this morning, early. Okay. When I read this story, I immediately repented. I immediately repented. And my prayer went something like this. I said, Lord, I don't want you to ever have to regret the calling you placed on my life. Lord, please forgive me for not obeying you exactly. Please, Lord, show me where I may have disobeyed you. Reveal to me, Lord, how I disobeyed so I won't do that again. I repent for disobeying your instructions. Lord, please forgive me. For the times where I was more afraid of people and allowing that fear to cause me to disobey you. Holy Spirit said, don't fear people or what they say more than you fear me, your God. As I read through more of this story, y'all, because I was like, wow, I've heard this story before, but I don't know that I had actually read it for myself. And as I was reading through it and looking at my study notes in my, you know, Tony Evans study Bible, y'all know I rocks with Dr. Tony Evans, the study Bible. I really enjoy how he breaks the word down in the study notes because he he made some really great points in the story that I want to share with you. Dr. Tony Evans said, you can't honor God by defying him. You can't, you can't honor God. By defying him. You can't glorify the king. By rejecting his kingdom agenda. Like God tell you to do this. And you decide. Well I'm going to do that. But I'm going to kind of modify it a little bit. Or I'm going to kind of do it. I'm going to be halfway obedient. You can't. You can't defy. You can't honor God by defying him. You can't be defiant. You can't be disobedient. Okay. 
You can't be rejecting his agenda, his commands or his instructions. And then Dr. Evans also said no one sins in a vacuum. Like you might be like, well, I, I'm the one that sinned. You know, don't 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 blame my children. You know, don't blame my spouse. Don't blame. No, you cannot sin in a vacuum. All of our disobedience, when we disobey God, it affects God. And it affects the people in our lives. So I told y'all to hold on to you to tie your shoestrings tight and hold on to your chairs. And this was going to be one of those type of podcasts because this morning my conversation with God was was like a corrective conversation. It was one where I believe the Lord was compassionate to forgive me for my past disobedience because I know I've been disobedient. Mm hmm. I'm trying to make sure I ain't, you know, like, was I disobedient yesterday? I might've been. So I was repenting for all disobedience. And then I said, Lord, show me so that I won't keep doing it again, you know, unknowingly. Right. I'm like, reveal it to me when, when you told me to cut this person off, did you mean for good? Because I was, I'm cool with them. But if you told me, if you was like, no, I actually wanted you to cut that off for good and not ever talk to them again. Like I'm going back and asking the Lord those kind of questions <laughs> because the last thing I want to be is disobedient to the Lord. And so I know that this conversation he and I had was one to forgive me for my past disobedience, but also he wanted me to know going forward that I am to obey him exactly like whatever he asked me to do. I am not to modify his instructions at all. So today be encouraged not to be like Saul. Let's obey God exactly. If God say stop, stop. If God say let him go, let him go. If God say right, right. If God say speak, speak. If God say move, move. If God say stay, stay. No matter what God say, we must obey exactly. Ooh, I still love my conversations with God, even the corrective ones. Don't you? Now, I want to offer Christ to you if you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And you're like, I I don't want to mess up with Jesus because he died on the cross for my sins so that I can be forgiven. But I, I have never accepted him as my personal Lord and Savior, but I want to because I want that forgiveness I want to be in right standing with God, the son, you know, and with God, the father too. God, the son came so that we could be in right standing with God, the father. Let me say that. So if you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and savior, and you're not a believer, but you, you want to be one, you're like, I want to be a believer. What do I need to do? Well, all you have to do is openly confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. That's Romans chapter 10, verse 9. And when you pray that prayer, when you pray that scripture, you are saved. Yep. When you pray that scripture, you are saved. And I want to congratulate you, first of all, on praying that scripture and accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. That means you are allowing him to be Lord over your life. You are going to obey his instructions 
Exactly. All right. Now, one of the one of the things that you want to do so that you won't be uh, <laughs> having to go down paths that many of us believers have had to go down where we had to, you know, where we may have obeyed partially like Saul, like I was talking about, you want to start, you want to kick off your, yours, right. Okay. You want to do things right. And you like, okay, I don't want to have to repent for obeying partially. Now, if you do obey partially repent, okay, don't be, don't, don't be prideful about it. Just be like, Oh, don't be like, Oh, I messed up. Oh, I could never No, It's okay. That's where repentance comes into play but in order for you to learn all about the decision that you just made uh i want you to get connected with a good bible-based church in your community okay i want you to be connected with other believers who are going in the same direction you know not all of us are on the same levels you know what i'm saying some people been in the faith much longer than others and then some people they just got in and they went you know hard for jesus right you know what i'm saying like they go hard for jesus so some of the people that are younger in the faith actually um, have more knowledge and understanding and wisdom than those who have been in the faith for a while. Because my testimony is I've been in church my entire life, but it's been in the last two years that my relationship with the Lord has been deepened. And I have gained more wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of who he is and what he's called me to do. So that part okay so make sure you get connected with some other believers and then start having daily conversations with God through prayer that's what this podcast is it's my conversations with God so I want you to start having those daily conversations and matter of fact let me let me promote the one hour prayer challenge um so there's a new book and journal that that I was you know, I call it my obedience project uh, or the obedience project because I was being obedient to the Lord's instructions to create a book and journal with the one hour prayer challenge. Um, so if you haven't gotten a copy and you want one, head over to on assignment forward slash shop. Or you can go to today's episode and click on obey exactly and scroll to the bottom and you'll see an opportunity for you to get a copy. But what I wanted to promote is. We're going to be running the challenge live. Yes. So whether you have the book and journal or not, you can still participate. You don't have to have the book and journal. The book and journal is really, um, first of all, the book portion is really me testifying. And then the journal part is the challenge. So if you want to do the challenge, um, feel free to grab the book, of course, purchase the book, but you don't have to purchase the book to go through the challenge. Um, I'm going to link it. In today's episode, I'm going to link it. If you want to join the live challenge, we're starting September 13th. It's the one hour prayer challenge. We're starting live September 13th. And I'm actually doing the challenge through my church, Word of Life Church. Um, I've been running this challenge for the last few years. And um, yeah, I just changed a few years ago. And then I started running this challenge a few years ago. So catch that. Okay, catch that. But um. So if you want to be a part of the one hour prayer challenge live, okay, I'm going to link that in the show notes and I'm also going to link that in today's episode in the, I'll put it, you know what? I'll put it under the assignments. Yep. So let's actually jump into those assignments right now. All right, y'all, these are your assignments for today. What did Holy Spirit say to you 
in your conversation with him this morning. Make sure you write it down. And then number two, have you ever modified God's instructions to be more to your liking? Have you ever pulled a saw where you kind of like you did what he said, but you put a little extra on it or you didn't quite do exactly. You didn't take it all the way. You know, like he told you to write a book and you started writing it, but you didn't finish it or you didn't publish it. You know, and y'all know I'm a, I'm an author, so I'm I'm always going to be talking about writing books because it's plenty of y'all that have books in you that you have not written or you have not released. And I am here to tell you to obey exactly. If God has called you to minister in a place or in an area or with a group of people and you haven't started it, I'm telling you right now to obey exactly. Obey exactly. Do what God has called you to do. There's a reason and a purpose. Of course there is for what God is calling you to do. So do it. Okay. But if you've ever modified God's instructions to be more to your liking, the first thing I want you to do is repent. Okay. Repent for disobedience. Repent means turn away from disobeying. So that means once you repent, whatever the instructions were that he gave you, um, you start obeying right then and there. Okay. And if you maybe are like me, where you're like, Oh, I want to make sure Lord show me, reveal to me any area where I was disobedient, any area where I didn't take your instructions all the way through to the end. Can you reveal that to me and show it to me? And if there's still an opportunity for me to be obedient, Lord, show me, you know, just have a conversation with God. A lot of times, y'all, we we trying to figure things out on our own. And the Lord is like, talk to me about that. And then number three, assignment number three, record yourself reading the word of God on video or audio and watch. God will use your own voice to give you revelation and build your faith. Okay. Make sure you do that. And then assignment number four, grab your copy and a copy for a friend. If you want to, if you want to be nice, grab your copy of the new book, the one hour prayer challenge, how you can transform your spiritual life in 10 minute increments. So y'all heard me say a little bit earlier that we're going to be doing the one hour prayer challenge live. So get your book so that you can follow along with the book. Or if you don't, um, have the book it's okay i still want you to join the challenge anyway okay the challenge is going to help you with your prayer life if you've been like hey um i i i haven't been consistent with my with my prayer time or um i started but then i I got off track a little bit you know join the one hour prayer challenge live okay Doing the live and and for me as well, when you do it live with a group of other people, it is so much easier because you have a support system, you have encouragement. Um, I'm going to be leading the group. And so head over to the website on assignmentbygod.com. Click on today's episode, Obey Exactly. And also you'll see it in the show notes for this podcast as well, where you can join the one hour prayer challenge live. It'll be in the assignment. It's assignment number five. Join the one hour prayer challenge live. Okay. (laughs) 
All right, y'all, that's it for today's episode. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you sharing. I definitely appreciate you subscribing uh, and and just, just being a part of OABG. I really do appreciate you. I don't take it for granted that you listen to this podcast and that you read the blog. I don't take that for granted at all. I am, uh, I humbly just thank God for giving me this platform to be able to share our conversations. And, and I pray that, that I can continue to obey God exactly by being on assignment for God. Talk to you tomorrow.